0: Uh, Welcome to the Love Sport Podcast This is Paul, your host, joined by John You can get us on the Love Sport Podcast On Facebook and Twitter You can get us at Paul at underscore football On Twitter and John at Lambic Peach This is the Love Sport Podcast Freezer fraud
1: That's freezer fraud Quit yelling,
0: I'll fight you, I'm going to do a fight, I'll fight you, really, I'm not scared, I'll flick a plant into your
1: eye, there's just a kid's couch, and that badger's skin is now on my neck.
0: Yes. To another Love Sport podcast, my fellow host, John, how are we?
1: Mate, I'm great, Paul, and thanks for having me on, I really appreciate it. Mate,
0: I love it. Uh, Your line's flying high, uh, almost as high as Jack Rewald.
1: Yeah, pretty. um, It's always amazing to watch how quickly people um, kick players to the curb.
0: Well, mate, um, even after his his weekend, people are saying he should go. But uh, anyway, mate, I think we should kick off with a few yes-nos. You ready to go? Yeah, sure. Will Ange be Celtic's next manager? Um, Yes. Will England win the next Euros, football Euros? Yes. Will Essendon make the finals? Ye, um, yes. Wow, okay. You got any for me, mate? I've got a few more for a little bit later on.
1: <laughs> I want to put you on the spot. I've got a couple of wicked ones, man, but i put you on the spot pretty And I really don't I like want it. to have you answering questions about New Zealand weightlifting women's team selections.
0: <laughs> you can. <laughs> I'll have no idea, but yeah,
1: shoot away, big man. All right. Well, should um should New Zealand be taking a trans man away to the Olympics uh, in their Olympics team? Trans woman. No. For weightlifting. No.
0: Okay. Fair enough.
1: Everyone's entitled their opinion, man.
0: It's a yes/no, so I can't say any more. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs>
1: I really, I really fumbled over the question, but I do apologise.
0: No, not at all. Got any more, mate? Before we kick off into a few other little things.
1: Oh, gee. Um, let's see. Um, oh, okay. Uh, should the state of origin still be being played in Melbourne? No. That sounds fair enough. We <laughs> don't, <have laughs> yeah. don't have a choice. Don't have a choice. should have been a neutral venue. <sighs>
0: Is that a yes, no? Are you chipping in or can I say anything further? It's a yes, no. Should it be played in neutral venue? Yes.
1: Okay, well, everyone's entitled their opinion. <laughs>
0: Mate, before we get into a a little bit more in-depth talk about sport, I've got a couple of uh, keep, hug, and kicks here for you as well. So I'll mix it up a little bit today. Um, KFC, KFC, I know you're a healthy man. KFC, Maccas, or Taco Bell? Keep, hug, or kick. I'm not going to make them easy for
1: you. Oh, I'm going to keep Maccas. Yep. Um, Because, you know, from time to time, um, I do like it. It's good. You know exactly what you're going to get. And 100%. doesn't break the bank to go there. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna hug KFC because my wife loves it. Yeah. Um and I personally don't really eat that much. Sometimes if she gets the zinger combo, I'll say, look, throw in three um, hot wings for me. Oh yep, yep, yep. Uh, sometimes I use usually prefer to cook everyone who knows me knows I prefer to cook my own Friday night food. Um I like think i make better pub grub than Takeaway places and uh, Taco Bell are dead set. We live in Australia. Who cares? They can go. Uh, ta- I'm not interested in them.
0: I, I couldn't agree any more, mate. Um, one more hard one before we talk a little bit of other kind of sport, mate. Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, when it's
1: Oh, that's too easy. Um, that's too easy. I'm <laughs> going to going to ranking, isn't it? Yes, it is, mate. Well, so say keeps like the first, cuddle second, yep. and the ejector seat is kick. Yep. Uh, well, I'm keeping Maiden, uh, quite simply the greatest band that's ever lived. They're my favourite. I love them. And why on earth would I say anything else? Everyone knows that. Just like when we had the great Simon Hill and we're talking about the new wave of British medal, uh, it's certainly been a thing that's been a big part of my life. I love it. And um, I think they're quite simply some of the most amazing people on the planet. Sabbath I'm going to hug because they're my second favourite band. So there you go, one and two. And I couldn't live without them in my life. I love Ozzy. I like the classic Sabbath lineup. I also like the one when they had Dio. Um, but Ozzy, Ozzy kills it. And I really like the latter um, Sabbath albums with Ozzy. Like, um, you know, I don't necessarily like all the I, – I prefer them I think, as they got a little bit more towards the end of their run. They got better yeah. and better, and kick. I mean, Dead Set, and Skinned, like
0: because, oh man, it's so funny because in Skinned It's one of my favorite bands ever. So um, I know people and... who are
1: really, 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 really speak up. From an hour old mate, Dave Damashek loves them too. Oh man, I just
0: I I adore them, and not because mm. of Sweet Home Alabama. That's probably, if anyone knows my musical taste, that's probably my least favorite song of all time. But uh, Free Bird is my greatest guitar. Kind of like Battle of the uh, Banjos, you know, the dueling banjos. If you've ever heard yeah. of Freebird, the second half of that's just amazing. Anyway, mates, big men in the AFL seem to be making a comeback. <laughs> um, and segued right away from that one, but I'm really enjoying seeing the guys who have either been written off or have had injuries. I'm loving seeing Danaher come into his own, having a smile on his face. I'm loving that, that uh, Callum Coleman Jones from Richmond who's been three years in the system, Um, you know, comes and has a breakout game. I'm just really enjoying seeing the
1: return of the big men. It's been fun to watch. I like players like that. I mean, how many times have we had discussions about your favourite players of all time? And, you know, Tony Lockett's always right up at the top of my list um, of players. And I like those big key position guys, able to dominate people in the air, bring the ball to ground. They create so many opportunities Everyone around them. I like the game. I, I feel that about you. I feel the game's way more open when people are playing in key positions. Uh,
0: I agree. I, I and I understand what they were trying to do with the six six six. I got the theory behind it, and I think they were trying to do that. But the manipulation of the uh, the rules is it's just not working. I mean, let's face it. You know, ten weeks they tried that man. Oh, two weeks they tried that man on the mark rule, and it's basically gone to to pot. But seeing the big men. Oh, look, seeing the resurgence of Tex Walker, I don't know why. I, You know, there's things about him I don't like, but, geez, he's having it one of those. You know the twilight of their career when they have that year and everyone goes, oh, why don't we sign him for two or three more, whether it's NFL, AFL, any of those. They're giving it their last shot, aren't they? You know, like Tex
1: well, Walker. And, and people get – they will get all over him because, oh, they, he takes his shirt off and he's, he's not ripped like – you know, he's going to Mr. Universe or something like that. and what He just plays footy. And I kind of like that too. It's like a throwback to an old time. And we're quite happy to see him kicking goals after Sirens to win games. He's been a great servant of the one club and uh, and good on him. There's been eight and- the players going everywhere. They've got him got at Port. They've got him at Adelaide. Us, you guys, Geelong, everyone's got one. It's good. And their
0: body, oh, I just, I'm really, uh, yeah, I think with all the negative that people are talking about the AFL at the moment, the return of the big men, you know, seeing the really clunked marks, he's just, I don't know, I, it's making me happy where, it, you know.
1: And, and big Ruckman heart. dominated. I loved it, the game the other day when it was on the line. Well, it wasn't on the line because Melbourne were running away for it against the Bulldogs. But seeing, you know, big Maxi Gorn go down and just like stand in the goal square and yep. take control. And he's, he's on big money. And he's been there for a long time. And yep. you know, I guess in some ways he owes it to him. But I think the club kind of owes him too to actually have a good season for once in a while. And was great and to see he, a guy like him just actually putting it out there and just. The match. He's hard to dislike. <laughs> he just loves. Mm. I
0: think he's what you said about Tex. He just loves playing his football, mate. Um, did you get a chance to watch the Champions League final on the weekend?
1: I feel so bad about this because, you know, it's a bit like being at school and I feel, I've got to do this, i got to do that, and I've got to do all the rest of it. Yeah, but I like, honestly yeah. wasn't interested.
0: Mate, I, I would have preferred to see an English team against, you know, another part of the continent and so forth. Um, but I just think Pep, I did watch it because I'm another, but I think Pep just completely out-thought himself. He was, wasn't was playing the plays he normally was. looked like he switched systems. It was just a... Really un yeah. Manchester City performance,
1: mate. I did, and... but I was watching the you know, you get the reports mm. on the BBC service that you know, the minute by minute feed, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I, was, and I was looking at that and then I, I watched the mini match, and it seemed pretty obvious that um, Peppard put himself into a bit of a hole with like at Fernandinho, it goes like that. So, I just
0: think he, I, th- I honestly think he overthought it. You know, just let the players play. They've been doing well for you for the last few years. Let them, let them just do what they need to do, you know?
1: Is know. he becoming you – know, but, like, some some guys on it, like, you know, um, the dude from Chelsea, to has come in and, like, you know, he's, now he's the man and all that. But is Pepper a little bit going down the, the Jose thing where it's like some of his stuff is a bit yesterday's man. He's been with – look, he's had all the best teams for a long, long time. And what's he come away for? Like two Champions Leagues at Barcelona. Yes, he did. Yeah. He didn't win one at pass He didn't win one at Bayern. Well, they should have won four. Oh, they should have won two or three. Yeah. Oh, well,
0: you've said four, but yeah, should have he, definitely won two or three.
1: You know. And then he goes to City, and he's had the, the like, let's face it, the pick of the players on the planet, and he's made a great team. Just like it doesn't seem to be translating at that top level. The the, the tick attack or whatever into now and i think he's one of the greatest coaches great football minds of all time but just shows you how hard it is to win all the time oh and, so Zidane's well, really a decent coach for two years and wins two of them look out
0: and it's and it's funny that you say that because they still won the premier league so it's you know what i mean like it's just it's funny the standards we, we set for these uh coaches but i suppose they set it for themselves really don't they
1: um, yeah, that's right. So and that's yeah. one of the reasons why I really didn't get up to watch the game and I just watched it on the live feed because, I mean, at a time, I never would have missed the Champions League final. But I really, I watched that much Premier League games this year that it felt just like another one to me.
0: Look, it did. And and I suppose the other thing is it was a hard game to get behind anyone. Like, you know, like if it was, I don't know, there's there's certain finals where you, you barrack for one team. But well, I didn't really, to be honest, I didn't really care who won it. Um, Plus, there was no have...
1: sanctions for anybody from the Champions Super League thing or whatever.
0: You know, exactly. they didn't do
1: anything about it. They just they ignored it. Nothing happened, and then these guys are playing in the, in the finals. So like, okay, whatever.
0: Hey, I mate. Mean, I know you. I know you're a rugby coach. I know you. Um, you you
1: love your rugby. Um,
0: and yes, for those listening, Victoria, we're talking rugby union. So this is rugby union.
1: But yeah, the one the Wallabies play guys.
0: Yeah, there you go. The one the Wallabies play. There we go. It's just... Oh, I'm scared for the Wallabies going forward, mate, with what's happening with the uh, Trans-Tasman... What is it? Trans-Tasman Super Rugby? Is that the name? Challenge. Of it? Yeah. It's, um, it's just scary how far we're behind.
1: Well, we are, but I think we've got some smart people actually coaching in important positions. And I think, you know, you bring those players into a national team. I think you'll find the Wallabies are a little bit closer now than they have been for a while. I think that being isolated has been good for Australian rugby. I think it's given us a focus into playing a comp that, you know, we can actually be a part of and be and win and celebrate some good times, get some big crowds in. And it's been great at the Reds. Uh, it's been terrible for New South Wales, but that's another issue. Um, but I think it's actually been a pretty good two years. Wouldn't, well, it wouldn't surprise me if they go into a series against the All Blacks at Bledisloe... And they're actually super competitive, lose a very tight game. Like, remember they did last year when um, the conversion hit the post that time and right. would have won the match from You're 55 right. metres. Uh, they win that game. You never know what happens coming out of it. it Maybe be competitive, one or two, lose a series. I actually think that the signs are pretty good for Australia moving, moving forward. And, you know, um, I just think being separate for a bit has been really good. I actually feel like for the first time in a long time, there's enough players coming through that can actually challenge it. a decent New Zealand, South Africa and England set up um, with up front. And then, you know, the backs will take care of themselves.
0: So that's why we're bringing out you for the big guns with the rugby, mate. Because, I, I mean, I'm not an aficionado, but I, I do like my rugby. And uh, I just want to see us be competitive. So, yeah, it's was a good take. Good take by you there. Um, Thanks, Ben. You've got to be positive. Yeah, there's a lot of negativity going around. Mate, I'm going to jump all over the place. Oh, here. Well, just to look back on that
1: point, like uh, people really get stuck in what happened yesterday in sport. You know that. Yep. And it's like, it's like any kind of there's a trend line. Is it trending up or down now at the moment? If you re- if you want to say okay, Australia's getting pumped by the South Africa by the New Zealand teams. However, when you look close at the game, it's a bit like watching a horse. You can say okay, I can see that we're making some real gains there. The Crusaders are the best team, would would challenge to win the World Cup. Absolutely. So, I mean, they're a tough team to knock over. So, eh, that signs are good. Mate, um, what, was, uh, what was one of your favourite
0: moments of the AFL round? I'm not sure how much you actually watched, but... Um, There's a fair bit we, of it. If we're just talking pure highlights, Eddie Betts' one-handed pick-up goal... Uh, Mitch Robinson's, you know, really fantastic game. You know, I'm not a fan of Mitch Robinson's game, but it was fantastic on the weekend. Oh, I love the sons.
1: Of... I, lo- I love the young sons forward in the first quarter. What's his name, I... the Aboriginal fellow? Oh yes. Oh, cat.
0: we were just talking about him a
1: couple of weeks ago. I've gone completely blank. Yeah. Uh, he he was gonna... brilliant. I
0: really
1: enjoyed the, the only... Suns
0: game. It's probably the only game I didn't watch on the weekend. I mean, uh, have you seen Jack Rewalt's mark?
1: Uh, No.
0: I hope you do, mate. And just for anyone listening to the podcast, it's one of those that when you first watch it, you go, yeah, it's not too bad. And you watch it again and again, and you're like, oh, my God. So it's the last quarter. Crows have made a comeback. I think it's eight points difference at this stage. You know, you're starting to get a bit nervy. And ball Uh, gets lobbed into our forward line. Jack's running back into the pack, like running towards the pack. Jumps up on top of two guys. Takes the mark, spins around to protect himself as he gets crunched by the pack. It's one of those, that it's not as spectacular as some of the massive leaps. But when you watch, and I hope you do, I don't care if it was a Brisbane Lions player or a Crows player or, you know, whatever. Watch the mark and you tell me that it's not the best combination in a long time of um, courage and skill. Because he basically Look, takes some arc and turns to protect himself. You know what I mean? I'll it's go back and really check it super. out.
1: Like I've got to be honest. I've got to put my, my money out on the table. Like, I actually, Jack Rewalt's one of my favorite players in the NFL, and I can't believe that he doesn't get um, – he should be in – if it's 1A for Dusty, it should be 1B for Jack Rewalt for the – for me, for a guy who's who's worn his heart for your club, um, producing some big situations, a big – and he was there in some pretty ordinary time. I can't believe the talk was to pension him out and get rid of him straight away. So are you kidding? But not, you find not a from way Ri- of keeping him around the club. It wasn't from Richmond supporters, mate. I can tell you now. It was from sports
0: journalists who, mm. uh, you, you know, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. The guy... I'd have I'm him up just, here
1: in a heartbeat. I'd have him up here in a heartbeat because he's torn our heart out a good couple of times.
0: Well, mate, we were gone on uh, Saturday afternoon a couple of times and he kicks four goals in the last quarter, which is what champions do. So please um, do watch that. And I... And you know I'm not being completely biased because I said Mitch Robinson's game and I also brought up Eddie Betts, who is possibly one of my favourite players ever that I've watched. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was just it was a really good weekend of football. And um, I actually did a, a bit of a preview show, which I, I do Saturday mornings um, when I'm waiting for Josh to finish swimming. Um, I just you know put out a few predictions. And one that um, I, I, I stick pretty strongly to is I can see it. I'd be really excited if I'm an Essendon supporter right now. Really excited yeah. because they're fun to watch. A, they're fun to watch. B, you can start to see a bit of a system coming now that Rutten's got his, you know, he doesn't have someone overlooking him. And their young guys are six foot six. And as fast as, you know, your small running players, I think exciting times for Essendon. I'm not going to predict any flags or anything, but God, they're going to be fun to watch for a while.
1: Well, I don't think Essendon fans have had fun for a while. Yeah. And, I and it's good. I right? actually think it's good for the comp to actually have it and, and, and breathe and, a bit of fire. I've got to say, highlights for me, def- I mean, I thought Tuke Miller finally oh, yeah. um, for the Suns yeah. has taken a step where, you know, a couple of weeks ago, if he was standing out at the front of Carrara, he wouldn't have been able to hit the ground from three metres out. But <laughs> he's actually, he's so good at getting the ball now. Uh, but actually, it looks like he's developed yep. that next thing, which is to make sure he gives it to one of his teammates. I thought he was absolutely brilliant at the weekend. And for I watched the, the Melbourne, um, as I said, the Melbourne um, Bulldogs game. Super impressed with Melbourne. I just, I love the way they But I actually thought that the Bulldogs would win that. I was watching it more from an angle to see the Bulldogs do something, but they really went at the races. And the Lions were, oh, my goodness, man. I haven't seen, do you know what? The Lions were playing against a team whose midfield was brilliant and they just took them down.
0: Well, I think the Lions, I don't think there's any surprise. I think the Lions have got the right combination now. I think they're going to be extremely hard to beat. and We've said that. I've I've had them, as you know, the last few weeks in my top couple of my power rankings. And um, I'm not not saying I'm a genius, but I'm not biased. I didn't even have Richmond in a top five power rankings that I did this week. So um GWS I, hope- I think the
1: thing was in a, in a game where GWS get, got thumped right yeah their skill level across the midfield after the first 20 minutes was super high um, but they got so if you go back and look at some of the goals that GWS scored they're yep. absolutely brilliant however it was we'll like go. it was like watching a sort of a crazy throwback episode of the winners because every time a GWS scored one the Lions were pumping 2 and 3 down it was really well, amazing game.
0: And I think that's what the Lions do. I mean, you did that against us a couple of weeks ago that when you get a roll on, you, you, you take advantage of it, which is, you know, you haven't, you know, it's been a few years where you might have kicked seven points in a row instead of, you know, three or four goals. So the conversion's helping you as well. Um, well, it I mean, was. Uh, and,
1: and the other teams we've been facing have actually been kicking pretty straight. So you've been waiting for them to fall apart. And it's yep. pretty hard to keep going. You know, if you've kicked five zero and you're behind by three goals it's hard to keep that kind of momentum if you're chasing
0: i'll take a bit of a break in the show and just let you know you can get us on love sport podcast on facebook and twitter we do a number of different shows a bit of villa a bit of richmond a bit of general sport a bit of weekend raps bit of weekend reviews as well love sport podcast facebook and twitter get me at paul underscore football on twitter get john at lambic peach on twitter as well this is the love sport podcast
1: I don't want to that. Well, why not? You're the England manager. I know, but obviously I want them to win, but, but I can't say if they will or you know not. we can beat Argentina. I can't say, can I? I mean, what do you think? Well, you're the England manager, mate, not me. I know, but you're asking me to predict the future, so I'm asking you. <laughs> It's not for me to say it. No, come on no, Smiles, you put your <laughs> neck on the line. Can we beat them, yes or no? No, we can't. And what do you think? No, I don't. Do you think, think we can win, somehow? It's not going to happen. And what about line. you, too? No, no, I don't. There you go, sir. So you've all made your own mind up, so
0: what the hell are you asking me for? Mate, I'm um, going to put you on, on notice here, because this is not something I had written down. I haven't got any lists on it. Who are mm. the two... Right now, we talk about forward lines and everything, but I want to give a bit of... Um, and, and, and I you know come in come here come in here with me. I think we're seeing some of the best backline players like from so many teams that we've seen in many, many years, like combinations. and I'll just give you an example. I think May and Lever from Melbourne are absolutely outstanding. They, they now could read each other so well. May, mm-hmm. you can't get past May and lever has got his confidence up where he's the player that the crows thought he was going to be. So that's just one example. And you've got a great example at at, at Brizzy, obviously with um, Harris Andrews, and who would you say is backing him up in the back line there?
1: Oh, um, Deep Pryors coming and been really good. Yeah, um, the whole the, the whole back line has been exemplary in the last couple of weeks. I just feel absolute confidence. There's a new guy, I can't remember his name, but he looks like he's just been carved out of a out of a chinchilla. Um, I don't know chinchilla um wheat silo. He's he's just so strong. Um, yeah. I like the way. Do you know the bloke I'm talking about? I can't remember his I, name. But... Yeah, I,
0: I'm. Yeah, I, I can actually. Is it, it Adams? Oh, I'm not good. After mucking up, and Dad's asked me to say this to you. After mucking up um, the US PGA, which was actually a major last week. That I thought uh, it was. It was. It was. Dad got stuck into us. So he said, "Good, good podcast last week. But a bad mistake, Paul." So I just wanted to give that. Um, well, you know, I think I said to well. you.
1: I said I'm pretty sure it was the PGA, wasn't it? I thought, was it a major? Yeah, you're I think right. I said that. Yeah. But you know yeah, what? I, know. I mean, at the same token, I mean, they've got to stop moving these dates and the times around. It's like, you know, like, seriously, the PG. Because, yeah, anyway, that's old news. But, no, it's, I think I'm pretty sure it's Adams. Um, there's so many players. I'll tell you who I was impressed with last week for the Lions is um, Kadeen Coleman, man. That dude was all around the field. He's flying. Indigenous oh, round. The yep. dude's electric. And I, I, he reminds me of... um you know, great um, Lions players of the past, like um, anyone like Mick McLean, anyone getting around, just roving around yeah. back and then going up forward. Awesome.
0: I just, I just think honestly, we honestly, we celebrate goal kickers and this, that, and the other at the moment,
1: but Geelong backline's pretty good.
0: Oh, look, Geelong back line, Richmond, obviously not having their best year. Their back line's amazing with Grimes and Asprey uh, and, and co as well. And Will Baker, They're, almost every team at the moment has got a decent back line and, and, we haven't been able to say that for a long time, whether every team's got two or three really good back, uh, backmen. So, yeah.
1: Well, I think uh, I, I'm pretty sure that teams have invested not just in midfield rotations. And I'm, I'm, I'm pleased for it. It's like I, I kind of get over dudes getting 40 touches in and out and they go, oh, and they, and they say, he played brilliant. And you go, I, didn't even, I don't even remember them doing anything. Yeah, I, I, I'm of the same token. I, I would rather
0: 25 quality possessions from someone like Dusty. Than, I'm not going to say 40 possessions of anyone's name, but 40 possessions where you go, well, how many of those were kick-ins? How many were chipped around the back? And, you know, I, I agree. I, I use the eye test quite often over stats. If I think a guy had a good game and everyone goes, oh, you know what, he had 20 touches. If he inputs the game, he inputs the game. You know, so yeah, I think your eyes can you can trust your eyes sometimes in sport, um, mate. I'm going to go back to another keep hug and kick for you here, and just to really try and hurt you a tiny bit. Bayern Munich, Newcastle, Celtic.
1: Okay, well, I mean, I have to keep Newcastle. Obviously, there's there's, there's not been any way around that. Um, I've kept them this long. I can't change now. Hundred um, percent. Hug, keep, hug. And kick. Uh, I wasn't going to make it easy for you. Celtic or Bayern? Um, Well, if you push me into a corner, uh, you know, my natural second team has to be Celtic um, for all kinds of reasons. And, you know, I mean, family and blood ties run pretty deep. And um, Celtic, I've got family from... Uh, Northern Ireland Catholic family, and um, Celtic's are always pretty close to our heart. So I'm going to have to cuddle them, and I'm going to have to kick Bayern because you know. I actually ever since I've been going for them, they haven't actually done as well as they should have in Europe.
0: I might have thought, if you had to hazard a guess, I might have thought that you may have hugged Bayern. It's, it was deliberately a tough one for you, mate.
1: Uh, but Bayern, be- Bayern, Bayern is a team that I like and I admire, and I wanted, and, and I've got their, and I think they're great and all that, and they're in that super top echelon of thing. But they're not in my heart, all right. So Celtic could have disappeared out out the tube, yep, and they're still going to be in the sort of it's a thing, it's in your DNA. Yeah, I totally get it. Does mate. that make sense?
0: Hundred percent makes sense. So, just to throw you another one: eggs Benedict for breakfast? Yes or no?
1: No, never. Just a no. Awesome, done. No, don't
0: like them, mate. What's coming up? uh, You know, I've got a couple other little bits here for you. What's coming? What's coming up for you in sport uh, over the next week or two? Because right now, uh, besides the AFL, which we don't know what's really going to happen with COVID, besides state of origin, which has moved away from the G. Are you looking forward to anything in sport coming up the next week or two?
1: Well, I've really just got my rhythm back into the AFL, to be honest. Like, I just really, like, really enjoyed the last round, the last couple of rounds. Yep. I think since um, there was the Geelong Richmond game? Um, you there? there. Oh yeah, Not yeah. Not, to, not to bag you, but I really enjoyed that, and I and I kind of um, really just got in. You know, you got to get into the rhythm of a season. You do. And I've been quite enjoying that. Um. You know, I'm not interested even remotely in what's happening in basketball in America, and especially not since every... The biggest headlines I ever see coming out of that sport these days is players, you know, there's incidents with the fans, but it's the fans, the, the players just mercilessly throwing their fans, whether it's live at the games or their TV audiences or whatever, just under the bus over and over again. Well, you
0: and I would agree on this, though. You and I would agree that some of the things the fans are doing are stupid. they um, yeah. throwing stuff on people. that no, we're not disagreeing with that. We're just saying that the, um, we're literally saying that they're just going a little bit. They're going a little bit too far, mate. Um, I will say one thing about the NBA. My team's going to get knocked out in the first round, the Knicks, but they hadn't played finals in almost a decade, and they they're down three-one to the Hawks, Atlanta Hawks, but. It was New York basketball at its best the other night, mate. Right, when they uh, when they did get it back to one all, it was almost a full crowd at Madison Square Garden, and they were literally going off like a football crowd. So that was one of the first old school NBA games in years. Yeah. what like, where the crowd is going nuts
1: and yeah, everyone was good. talking
0: about it. And, and I heard
1: Coward talking about it about the the um cachet of of big big teams in America. You know, they can be down and out for a long, long time. When they come back, it's like they were never away and other teams just can't match it.
0: Well, mate, you know I'm a Knicks fan. You know I'm a Mets fan. And Mets are on top of their division in baseball, which I'm, I can't stop smiling about. They've won five in a row. And the Knicks will mm. get knocked out. But I've got some hope. You know, at least they play hard basketball. So that's all. We'll, we'll leave the NBA there. We're not even going to talk NFL at the moment. There's nothing going on. Um, will Penrith win the NRL?
1: This year, well, well, they look pretty good at the moment. Um, there's no reason why they shouldn't. The biggest thing that's going to get in their way, I would say, is um, Melbourne Storm. Obviously, you wanted me to do power rankings, and I've got them ready. So I think yeah. the power rankings in the NFL just pretty much stands the way of the top three on the ladder. Um, and I would have said, I'm always, you know, I don't like the Roosters, but I'm a huge fan of their coach. But they just don't seem to be quite where they've been in the past few years. So, I would be saying, yeah, Penrith are going to win it this year. That They'd want to. They'd want to because uh, they're not going to get many better chances.
0: Shout out to my old man, Gary, who um, had a cataract surgery this week, I believe. He hates the Roosters coach. Just, uh, my dad's not a hater, but for some mm. reason, he, he just can't stomach him. <laughs> and I know he's a good coach. My dad knows he's a good coach, but... Uh, yeah, See, he seems to me that. to be
1: a sort of guy who you go, well, I've never really heard him go into press conferences bag on other teams or players.
0: That's a fair call.
1: A um, he's not really, to me, that's one of the reasons why I like him because he seems to be so confident in exactly who he is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I probably because of the rivalry between the uh, Storm uh, and the Roosters' recent rivalry. Um, I, I'm not his biggest fan either, but yeah, I mean, he's not. He's, I don't hate. And he also him, doesn't does he? talk
1: about crap like processes and stuff like that. I mean, uh, I you, hate that stuff.
0: Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're probably not wrong there. But uh, yeah, sorry, Trent Robinson, uh, <laughs> Craig Bellamy, Trent Robinson. There's not too many better than those guys going around at the moment in the coaching game, is there?
1: No, I wouldn't thought in any code. I think they're both that's brilliant. That's what I meant. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's
0: actually what I meant. In any, I meant in any code. And and but, they,
1: those guys have adapted to COVID, and they've also adapted to major rule changes, and they've had all kinds of stuff. And look at the number of players that they let go, both teams, and they just keep on being brilliant. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they both end up back near the top of the ladder. But yeah, Pen, Pen-, Pen- big challenge is going to be getting through State of Origin. They've got to do something that they're not used to doing, which is to have them most of their players farmed out into that comp, taking yeah. all the energy out of the team and stuff like that. Melbourne are well used to it. Penrith aren't.
0: That's a really good call as well. Mate, so um, off to the football tomorrow night, off to see the uh, Raw play. Should be about 2,000 there on a cold night, um, maybe 3,000. But it's a finals... Um, you know, it could be a top-four spot or it could be out of the finals. It's such a weird season, so... I'm pretty excited to get out to that. So I'll send some photos to you, as I always do. I'll see if I can mix up the beanies.
1: That's fun, mate. Like, are you, you're not as well connected as you used to be out there, are you? No,
0: not at all. Not at all.
1: So, um,
0: and I I don't think I want to be. I know it sounds really, I don't want to be the best Richmond supporter. I don't want to be the best Brisbane Raw supporter or connected. I just want to go and enjoy football again. And, um, I mean, I know a lot of people, involved in the club and stuff but i don't want my name kind of does that sound that sounds really facetious doesn't it
1: well i was reading today about um the first ever um nba fan uh who got voted into the hall of fame oh wow some toronto raptors dude who's an indian descent Sikh dude with a turban and all that and they put him in the hall of fame it's like oh good on him i said maybe you could get in like that
0: Oh, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd want to mate. There's people who, who do much more in that regards. But you know, don't
1: think Jop is uh, going to get in at the moment. Do you? Uh,
0: I'm not going to make any comment because I you know, <laughs> do, 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 do But that's mate, Sorry, if we can go back to that point before we finish the podcast. If you put yourself up on a pedestal, and, and you know, we're not going to make this a religious show. But you and I both, you know, we, we believe in God and stuff. You put yourself up in a pedestal, and at some stage someone's going to uh, take a chop at it I reckon so you just got to be careful what you uh, die or die yourself I think I don't know
1: oh uh, yeah if you're going to be in public life you've got to be squeaky clean
0: and uh oh, look we had a question about Naomi Osaka okay and we've had a few comments about this so I just did want to say this it's a really tough one mental health and we don't We've got friends, we've got family who've gone through a lot of issues, and you know, almost everyone in their life is going to have some sort of mental health problem at some stage. It's, it's almost so. Was this pushback right? back
1: from last week? Was it? Oh, we just had a few little comments, but I yeah. think
0: everyone's had them. But what I want to actually say, and I'm not defending anyone at all, I'm not, I'm just putting a comment out there, and it's one that gets me in trouble all the time. You get paid the endorsements, you get paid the big money because you're a public figure. So it's your choice in life. You either choose to be in the public spotlight and do the things you're meant to do, or you don't. It's a choice. If she's got mental health issues, good on her for taking a break. I don't think that she should be banned by the Federation for not doing things, I don't know. But if you wanna get paid the big bucks then you have to also do the interviews and stuff. Um, So we wish her the best with her recovery but I won't stand down on that. You want the money, you're in the spotlight. You don't want it, get out of the game. And and, and God's speed to you and, and good recovery. But if you're going to be part of a game, whether it's football, basketball or anything, you have to face the press.
1: Hey, everyone's entirely their opinion. And you know what the thing is, and that's the thing, it's like, it's one of the reasons why I don't go on social media because people want to come back hard and all that sort of stuff about things. Like, so, you know what? Honestly, If you've got your opinion, that's fine. I don't really care. Like, uh, um, I understand both sides of the story. Mm. Okay, but I'll tell you what I do see is the mental health thing getting rolled out when you're at the top of the game and saying, I'm not going to do interviews. um, It's like, you know, you seem to only be really upset when you lose. Mm. I mean, everyone's a great winner. It's not that hard oh, my God, I want to shake everyone's hand, cheers here, with a waving to the crowd, you know, curtsies, whatever. You get beat. How do you hold yourself when that stuff comes up? You, yeah, it's a tough uh, how, how do you approach it when you get beat? Okay, you can be a bad loser, but that doesn't mean that you've got to be a twat to everybody around you when you're doing it. You know what I mean? You got to, you've, got, you've got to pay. Everyone's got to pay their dues. And what pays people's money, let's be honest, is the fans and the press. I mean, I don't know about you, but me and women's tennis is not a thing. It's not a thing. And I don't really understand the money that's generated from it. But I do know that we all know who they are because it's always put in front of our faces. So the press is obviously doing a pretty good job for them.
0: Yeah, look, I I, I say this is one of the sports that, um, yeah, look, I I won't get into that. We'll, We'll save that for another night. I think it's a good debate to have. Um, taking taking myself a little bit too seriously, but the funny thing is about press conferences, we might have something about Mike uh, Mike Bassett in this show. A bit of a press conference he did from a movie from many years ago. Mike Bassett, what was it? Uh, was it England manager? Do you remember the one? I can't you think of what the either. title of the mo- yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you not seen that movie? Mike Bassett, uh, trying to think of what it is. Oh, my God. Yeah, Mike Bassett, England manager. It's a movie from, I think, late 80s, early 90s about a guy who's coaching, like, third division um, English football and he gets promoted to uh, coach the England team going into the World Cup. Um, <laughs> and it's absolutely hilarious. And we've put a bit of a section in this show about him with a press conference. So if you haven't heard it, John, when you listen to the podcast, you'll know what I'm talking about.
1: Well, I tell you what, you know, you, you have to think about this stuff. It's like it's really fine line. So... Ricky Stewart every time he goes into a press conference I'm watching that because I want to know at what point he's going to blow up blame the referees this that and the other but at least you know you know you get with Ricky Stewart yep at least you get him it's authentically who he is he's honest he can't control it all the rest of it then you've got the coaches with processes etc and you've got people who treat the press with absolute contempt and then they wonder why the press doesn't have their back when something goes wrong
0: oh, mate, I'm so gonna I tell don't know now. I'm gonna tell you now, I, if I had have ever been in that position, I'd have just know who I am, I would have had a ball with the press. I would have taken mm. I would have got to know them, I would have taken the piss out of them, I would have got to know who their daughters are, their sons are, their, their you know what I mean? And, and just gone, hey Chris, come on. I heard about your uh, game the other week. Do, 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 do. I don't know why people don't do that anymore.
1: That's the way build a relationship because all of those great old press guys have got those stories and they all knew everyone knew each other. It's a bit like the way I guess the way politics used to be when you could actually be friends with someone on the, on the other side of the house, but don't, I don't know. Don't
0: you, don't you actually respect when you see that? Yeah. Whether it's a, I don't agree with all my politician. friends and everything. Hey, believe me, how often you, Sean, and I yeah. disagree on things, mate, would be a daily yeah. occurrence. So, yeah. Hey, look, well, it's been another great podcast. I've had an absolute ball, mates. Um, any, any final words?
1: Yeah, I hope it went okay. I hope everyone out there is good. I, um, I do hope for everyone that in Melbourne that they stay safe and they get through this. I got my AstraZeneca jab. Um, it's now been ten days and I haven't had a blood clot. Touch wood. And I encourage all of our friends in Australia to go and do the same thing as soon as you can.
0: Absolutely. Uh, one one final rant, mate, if I can. Hmm. Let's not do let's not do the state by state stuff when it comes to you know a pandemic. It, it, that's the one thing that's really pissed me off. It, all the state's leaders and having a go at each other and stuff. This is the one time we should really be pulling together and just saying, you well, know, I think what? that happened yep. for
1: six months. It happened uh, for six, six can... months. But it doesn't happen anymore. And I think you can blame a bit of the press for that, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking well, of them,
1: speaking, speaking of the
0: to press. It, speaking to those trained journalists, uh, yeah, I'm glad I did that degree. Anyway, mate, absolute mm-hmm. pleasure. And uh, we'll speak to you in the next few days. Take care, dude. You too, buddy. Have a good night. Thanks. Ah, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Love Sport Podcast. It was Paul and John, your host tonight. And uh, you can get me on Paul underscore football at Twitter. Get John at Lambic Peach. Get us on the Love Sport Podcast on Facebook and Twitter as well. Join the conversation. We are leaving here.